one thing that I'm excited about, and I kind of alluded to it last week, is a project that we have going. It's more in the single family space, but it's a strategy that is going to create a lot of loans for borrowers to come in and buy a single family house and be able to enter the market. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleared. Let's go, baby. Welcome back to the show. This is Randall DeCleared. I'm your host. I'm excited today to have you on. I'm going to talk about a deal that I just looked at. It is multifamily property that was here in the San Antonio market. And I was pretty excited finally seeing something that looked like it was promising as far as the buy box that I've got goes. This was going to be a personal deal that we were going to buy. It's about a 25 unit deal. So didn't really need to syndicate or raise capital or do much for that. It was something we wanted to take down ourselves and just have as an asset. So what I did, this is the process of of looking at it. Obviously, I get these projects, they come in or these deals, leads, they come in. I take a look at it quickly. I underwrite the entire deal to make sure that at very high level it fits the mold. And even before that, we're looking at the buy box saying, okay, what age is it? How many units is it? What's our equity raise basically going to be that we need for that deal? And does it check all the boxes from just the high level perspective? Yes, it does. Okay. Then I quickly look at the net operating income and the sale price. And then I figure out the cap rate, kind of where it is in the market. I know San Antonio fairly well, how much it should be. It made sense initially. And then I dig into the financials and make sure that it's actually operating and it made sense. So all this stuff happened within a span of, I don't know, an hour or two hours. Talked to the broker, went out toward the property, actually drove past the property before actually getting a tour. Looked good. I liked the area, liked everything about it. And then I called the broker, actually scheduled a tour and got some more information, made sure that everything was there. Simultaneously, I called and reached out to my debt broker and got some quotes to come back the following day. Took him 24 hours or so just to get back to me, which is pretty standard, pretty fast actually. In the time that it took him, so I went and toured the property the next day. And by the time I got the debt quote back, I was excited, thought the deal was going to be a deal. The loan amount was going to put it to where it was going to be a specific type of loan, fixed rate and a small balance loan. And the rate was going to be in the five or something along those lines. However, with that type of debt, there was a debt service coverage ratio requirement. And what that means is that the debt can't exceed a certain amount of the income the property is producing or the net operating income. And so once you hit that level, that's the cap. That's the max amount of the loan proceeds you're going to be able to get. And for this deal, it turned out to where it was going to be about 50%. So to get a good rate on that property in the fives, I was going to be having to bring 50% of the equity to the table. And and that made it to where it didn't make any sense. The returns go down because you have more cash in the deal. You're more secure in that you have a lower loan amount, more equity in the property. But when I'm looking for cash flow, that just kills some of the cash flow numbers. And so the alternative types of loans, one was a bank loan, and those rates were coming at back at seven and a half percent interest, 20 or 25 year amortization schedule. And so when you compare that payback schedule and you increase your rate, your payments obviously go up. And I think it was one year interest only. We're proud to be sponsored by Ridgeline Investment Group. Ridgeline has a track record of transacting more than 53 million in assets throughout Texas. Ridgeline is currently looking to acquire 100 to 200 unit Class B multifamily communities between 5 and 20 million in San Antonio, Temple, Waco, Tyler, and other Texas secondary markets. To learn more about Ridgeline Investment Group, visit www.ridgelineig.com. 
And then the other side of it was you can get bridge debt is almost like hard money loan, but for commercial properties and nine and a half to 10 and a half percent interest, high cost of capital. And yet you can get a higher loan to value, but none of that made sense. The deal just kind of fell apart. And so I'm bringing all this up to just kind of highlight one of the deals that I'm looking at, a lot of the properties that I look at. And even though the property itself matches all the criteria, the debt is still a challenge in this market. And so that price for that property that would make sense for me to be able to buy is still below what their asking price is. So there's still a lot of price discovery going on. If you think about that, there'd be a negative cap rate on that property, a negative yield, I guess, on that property because you're borrowing higher than the all cash purchase price yield would give you. And to explain that, if the cap rate is 5.5% and your debt is at 7.5%, there's no way you're ever making money or cash flow on that deal. And so that's kind of what's happening still. And so I'm just expressing in real time something that has happened, a deal that I just looked at, that even though it looks good, there's still a ways to go on the pricing structure for a lot of these deals. So we're looking, we're hunting, and we're seeing those things. One thing that I'm excited about, and I kind of alluded to it last week when I was talking, is a project that we have going. It's more in the single family space, but it's a strategy that is going to create a lot of loans for borrowers to come in and buy a single family house and be able to enter the market. And we're creating, I guess, a structure that allows us to go in, acquire these things because we have such a high degree of skill and knowledge in the single family space. Me and my partner will be able to buy these things at deep discounts, fix them up, and then owner finance them. And that is going to create some cash flow while we're still waiting for this, I guess, market cycle to kind of work itself out and while we're still hunting for the multifamily deals. So anyway, again, all in all, the multifamily space, I've seen a number of more transactions or more properties coming to market. So I think a couple of things are adding to that. And one, people are getting deeper into the end of their bridge loans, right? They're getting to a point where they're like, okay, in the next year, we're going to have to either refinance this thing or sell this asset. So there are a number of assets that are coming to market with that time bomb or time crunch coming up. And then there's also it just typically in any cycle every single year around the holidays and early in the year, there's not as much transaction volume. It just seems to be the way that it goes. And so we're coming out of that and it's the selling season. So those two things are contributing to the increased supply at least on the listing side, but it's still pretty tight. There haven't been a ton of properties hitting the market and still the pricing seems to be a little bit high. So we're keeping our eyes out. Definitely talk about any of the deals that we see as they come up. And there was a deal that some of the people in one of the masterminds that I'm running is they have a property and a contract. So Brianne, Denise, shout out to you guys. We'd love to talk about that deal on this. So maybe I'll bring you guys on. We'll talk about it on the pod so that you guys can tell us what you're working on. But yeah, that's what's going on. And if you guys have any questions about the market or the deals that we're putting together, putting out, by all means, reach out to me. My email is in the show notes and we will catch up with you on the next episode. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.